Rockies 102.9. The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew exhilarates and quenches with its one-of-a-kind great taste. Mountain Dew, this is how we do. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you? There you go. Good. Yeah, doing okay. Well, that's, that's, that's good to hear in, a, in a mid-January. Can we go to the mailbag right away, Gary? I, I guess we can, sure. There's an email here for you this morning from Uh-oh. Kevin in Brookfield. Hi, Kevin. All right. <laughs> Kevin wants to know, can you ask Gary what he thinks of the masked singer? Oh, yeah. I've seen commercials, and it looks pretty dumb, he says. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think the commercials make it look dumb? I th- I yeah. thought it made it look kind of exciting. There's, you know, there there's this, you know, looking at the car wreck mm-hmm. um, character to that show. It's you you know you know it's bad. You know it's a new low in reality television. <laughs> there's something that draws you there, though. Okay. So you know. who, so who have been the masked singers uh, Antonio, so far? It was Antonio Brown. Week one was week one. Week. Who was Tommy Chong? Right, Tommy Chong, and then uh, Terry Bradshaw was this week. Week three. And I can't tell you how ashamed I am that I can rattle that. Well, off. no, that's well, you're the music guy. You should know that. <laughs> no, this is right. not music. This is well, not, you know, if I if I'm telling you like the eighth cut on the upcoming Long Riders uh, album. All right, but uh, that's <laughs> but but they're singing songs, or are they are singing? singing? Who is singing? Uh, well. I don't know that we've heard any of them sing live yet. The, the ones eliminated, I don't know that they sang live yet. Everybody is convinced that one of them is Donny Osmond and seems to be singing live. Do you see all of the, I don't know how it works, do you see all of these masked singers every week? Um, no, you get you eliminated. Do, you do now. Well, you do now. They, the, the first two weeks okay. were like the initial eliminations round and now they go Moscow Masco on each other right. and at the end one gets voted off the island and they and they tell you who it is. Come on. The Fox tipped their hands that this was just some sort of how assault how, on your brain when you saw Jenny McCarthy was one of the judges. It's, it's an interesting judging panel. The whole it's the whole panel. Ken Jeong, Jenny uh, McCarthy who well, like I say, you you sit there and you watch it and you get sucked into the okay who so who do I think this person is in the, in the deer costume or in the unicorn costume or the hippo costume right yeah, hippo or the, or right the monster whatever they whatever they are the lion do you know anything about the the ratings how it's doing i are haven't we- seen i haven't seen anything yet i'm seeing a lot of writing about it i'm seeing a lot of social media posting and things like that you know i would this is the kind of thing that probably will wind up doing real well on youtube because there's <laughs> so much well there's so much crap in between the the actual performances and the unveiling and you know i don't i don't need to see the old, the lion's backstory again and it's still killing me that i can tell you this stuff with some degree <laughs> of, of knowledge just uh okay so, so were yeah. you shocked at any of the unveilings um you, well you just don't know who's who i you, you kind of we kind of figured bradshaw out you know you you knew uh, you knew it was a football player Really? Um, thought about maybe Peyton Manning, you know, in, in there, but uh, then you know, it's you, you could kind of see it's it's Bradshaw's kind of posture and and his swagger, <laughs> so he he became all know, right. It became kind of evident before he unmasked. So and it takes them an incredibly long time to get these masks off. Too, really? I don't know how they have them wrapped around these people. Could they how just they, be? 
possibly be singing and all that. Well, hidden. I guess you know you can't well, you can't be singing live. I mean, but you know we'll see. Like I say, I kind of buy into the idea that the one is Donny Osmond, and I'm forgetting that it's not the lion. I forget which which <laughs> creature. Okay. He might be the unicorn. He's either the unicorn or I don't know the the galloping fairy or whatever. Well, there's your masked singer update. I hope you is. enjoyed that. Now on with other music news. Please. Super Bowl halftime finale. Yeah, we finally got announced last week during the playoffs that, yes, it will be Maroon 5, and uh, they'll be joined by Travis Scott and Big Boy, a uh, pair of rappers. Um, not going smoothly. As we know, there was a lot of controversy leading up to it, and there's even controversy since the announcement, you know, change.org. It has renewed this petition to convince the performers themselves to take a knee during the show. You know, two, there are two separate controversies going on related, related to this. One is the Colin Kaepernick issue and the social justice, freedom of expression and all that. The other is the constituency that's anti-NFL these days because of the concussion issues and what they feel are the NFL's mishandling of it. So they think you know, things like the halftime show as well as the games themselves should be boycotted. I, it certainly has classed, cast a little bit of a of a cloud over it. Uh, Travis Scott, though, said he said that he only joined after the NFL promised to make a $500,000 contribution to Dream Corps, which is a nonprofit organization that champions social justice. There was a lot in the media this week about how Travis Scott in particular had called up Colin Kaepernick and gotten his blessing, and then Kaepernick's camp came back and said, no way, no how, there was never a blessing, there's no mutual respect. You know, obviously Travis Scott's an adult, can do what he wants, but this is not with the blessing of, uh, you know, of Colin Kaepernick. So is Colin Kaepernick going to have the say-so on, this, on the halftime mm-hmm. show from now until the end of time? Well, probably that's what, it's interesting, that's what Travis Scott's camp, that, that was somebody in his camp's response was, you know, Travis, Colin Kaepernick doesn't tell Travis Scott what to do or anybody else. So, you know, this will kind of hang over it. The NFL kind of bolstered itself a little bit by hiring Gladys Knight to do the national anthem. Again, having an African-American singer who, you know, she came out and said she's willing to do it because of this contribution, financial contribution uh, they're making to social justice. Um, so she'll sing, she'll sing the national anthem. Um, there, there is one African-American member of Maroon 5, and the Associated Press caught up to him this week, and he, he did acknowledge that, you know, there was a lot of back and forth within the band, but in the end, it's the Super Bowl halftime show. You know, you get you get a shot at it, you don't turn it down. All right, the Grammys has a host. That's yeah, good they news. Do. They're they still going over the Oscars. And they announced their first, uh, their first performers, too. Uh, Alicia Keys uh, is going to perform. Yeah, they're not going to have an Oscar situation. Uh, Alicia Keys will be the the host, which will be interesting. I mean, she's not a comedian, an actor, or actress, you know, somebody who usually hosts. So it'll be interesting to have a musician at the helm of that. You had LL Cool J do it, but that was after he had established himself as an actor as well as an act, as, as a rapper. Uh, the first performers that have been announced, all nominees uh, and all from the pop world, Camila Capello, Cardi B, Dan and Shay, Post Malone, Sean Mendez, Janelle Monet, and Casey Musgraves. Um, there will be more. You usually get you, you get a lot more performances than you get awards as part of the Grammys, and they, they still have to come up with a big rock act, you know, to play, and, you know, the, the usual classical act so that you can go refill your popcorn tub 
and do all that. Uh, this is all taking place February 10th. It'll be on CBS. I know, I know, they, I know um, Greta Van Fleet, who's on Saturday Night Live uh, this week, they've, they've been approached about performing at the Grammys as well. They may have some logistical issues, but they'd be the obvious choice from the, the rock world because of the buzz around them. You know, a few years ago, we found out that Phil Collins had a huge Alamo collection that he donated back to the Alamo, right? Right. And now Joan Jett's got some stuff? Well, this is, this is an interesting thing. So Joan Jett was interviewed uh, recently, and she was asked about her favorite piece of memorabilia she's collected all over the years. And it's not from the music world, but she has an, a March 1863 presidential declaration from Abraham Lincoln with his signature on it. Uh, this was given to her as a gift by Paul O'Neill, the late creator of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. He was a total history buff, and he has this unparalleled collection of memorabilia, you know, presidential proclamations, historic documents, artifacts, and things like that. And he was also a gift giver. I mean, if he was at a Trans-Siberian Orchestra show in your, a, a, your local arena, this guy would be walking around the concourse giving, like, $150 leather jackets to, to kids. And, I remember talking about that. Yeah, and so, uh, so I guess he, he has gifted, you know, some of, some of his collection to, to friends. And this isn't just a folded up piece of paper. This is framed and it's. You hope. Uh, yeah, I mean, you it's. Hope she has, she didn't show it. To I'm, I'm looking at it. You know, yeah, I hope it's not just something that's sitting there next to the grocery list. No, a, I'm looking at a, a picture of it. It's, it's, it's all kinds of framed and got a picture and yeah. matted. Yeah, I, I, I actually do like the idea now that I've said it of it being on under a TSO refrigerator magnet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's my Abraham Lincoln proclamation. Proclamation, right? That's Where'd you get it? Is. Gave it to me, so I just yeah. put it in the fridge. Yeah. Uh, what are the who are the top selling vinyl artists? Is that for the year or forever? That was for the past year. And okay. I'm sure, I'm sure you could probably guess who the top selling vinyl artist for. I I can't. Most I, any year. Well, the Beatles. Oh, you know. All right. They are the. Uh, you know they they are the top selling vinyl artists. You know um, the big ones are of course Abbey Abbey Road and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Uh, the Beatles are followed um, by, but it's a, it's like a huge drop off. The Beatles sold, find their figure here. I mean they they sold 321,000 vinyl copies of all their catalog. Uh, it's a big drop off to number two, which is Pink Floyd, which is 177,000. And then you also have David Bowie, Pan- Panic at the Disco, uh, Fleetwood Mac, Led Zeppelin, Michael Jackson, Jimi Hendrix, Metallica, and Queen. You know, not surprisingly, it's classic artists right now that are dri- that are driving vinyl sales. Uh, vinyl sales are up, by the way, uh, for a, for an eleventh consecutive year. Uh, well, overall albums fell seventeen point seven percent. Vinyls up fourteen point six percent. Interestingly, cassette albums. You know, believe it or not. Uh, they they were up uh, from 178,000 copies last year to 219,000 copies. In what? You have to have something to play those in. I mean, they're, yet... they're, they're still around there. Yeah, I, wow. I actually just picked up a, you know, and by the way, in case you get too excited about, you know, cassette sales, yes, in 2014, only 50,000 sold, but, but, you know, go back to to the heyday of cassette, and you're, you're talking about four or five million copies so it's not right. a, it's not a comeback yet but i just picked up a uh, a usb cassette player that lets you take your cassettes and oh. turn them into uh you know into mp3s sure yeah so. i'll be honest when i find a good vinyl spot i don't tell anybody about it 
<laughs> I'm serious because I don't want other. I don't want a million people in there picking through the albums when I could have been picking. When you through could have them. been picking through them, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, the Who announces a tour. Yeah, yeah, they're announcing a big tour for two legs. One will be in the spring. One will be in the late summer. Uh, the latter will will be local September 8th at Alpine Valley. Uh, they're going to be accompanied by an orchestra this time. So Roger Daltrey prevailed. This is when I talked to him last month about his new book. He talked about how, you know, yeah, if the Who goes out, we, I want it to be something different. And he, he talked about it being an orchestral tour because he did that with Tommy during 2018. So it'll be the Who with an orchestra, but they're promising, you know, yeah, It'll still rock, you know. You'll hear the the, or- the band will be louder than the orchestra, and they're saying they're going to have a new album out this year. They're not saying when, but I guess there there are a bunch of songs already being written or have been written. Uh, the, whose manager Bill Kerbishley said that you know, listening to the demos that Pete Townsend gave them, there's at least eight killer songs among them. Um, you know, Townsend interestingly though came out and said. He had to bully Roger Daltrey into actually listening to uh, the music and paying attention to it, <laughs> so, to the new music. So, you Is know, there's, a, always, a, there's always a little bit of push and pull in the who, but I'll know, I'll know a little more this afternoon. I'm talking to Townsend. So. Do they say how many pieces in the orchestra? Is there a standard they're not, they're not number? That. They're not saying that yet. It sounds like it'll be a, I mean, the Daltrey tour, it was like, you know, a 68-piece orchestra. Yeah. It was a full symphony. So it, it'll probably be good. They have a, some good people doing the arrangements, and I bet it's you know it's just a different way to see the Who. But they're still going to play Bob O'Reilly, and you know won't get fooled again, and all the stuff we want to hear. Metallica beer? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Is it an IPA? Huh? It is. I think it's a lager. Okay. And uh, it's you know this comes on the heels of their blackened American whiskey last year, and they've been selling it at shows, and now they're going to be rolling it out you know, nation, nationwide and even internationally. So, you know, keep an eye for it. It's out for it. It's called, oh, I'm sorry, it's a Pilsner. It's called Enter Night Pilsner, yeah. you know, taken off of Enter Sandman. Of well, I would have expected something heavier. Diversification. Than maybe, yeah. maybe, but, you know, then again, they, they you know, they, they want something that's kind of light and refreshing and something you'll drink a lot of. So don't give somebody something they'll only drink two cans of when you can get them to drink a whole six-pack. <laughs> And Spice Girl, because it's not really a music report until you get the Spice Girl news, Gary. Yeah, we got a we got a little bit of news. First of all, they are not going to be touring the U.S. Sorry to say, oh. yes, they are. They are worried. You know, it's I, travel is easier in the U.K. and Ireland, so to do a tour there does not put them in tour mode, which which I guess their handlers fear will will cause problems. So if they can, you know, basically be able to go home. Uh, between shows, they think that's going to be easier. Meanwhile, their manager, Simon Fuller, said that they're working on an animated movie, so the Spice Girls will provide the voices uh, for this animated movie. And, you know, and. Are they going to. Drunk. He's not giving much away about the All plot, right. like it, like that matters. <laughs> um, but uh, he did say, he did say that's definitely coming. He also said there's lots of other quote unquote exciting plans to come. So well, can Victoria Beckham be in on the animated movie? She could. He didn't say whether she would or not, but you know, you would think she certainly could. Is this going to be like heavy metal? Or or is uh, it the, no, the movie? Or is it going to be, be more, some, be, more yeah. like Toy Story? I'm more, oh, I don't even think it's going to be that good. <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's going to be more like My Little Pony or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Pound Puppies or something. <laughs> but they, All right. they, were, they were offered a bunch of American dates, you know, and, and also in other continents, too. And you know they've just turned it down. They're going to stay close to home. But you know once it once it's on the road and once they get their sea legs back a little and and are getting along, 
together. You know, don't be surprised if if this changes. All, All right, right, Gary, we got to run. All right, you got good luck with the snow weekend. this weekend. Yeah, I, we, I'll be I'll be out there shoveling. All right. All right, we will talk. Remember, next week. remember. Use your legs, not your back. Yep, always. Use your phone. Call somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Even better. There you go. All right, Gary, talk to you next week.